now there's more of an openness from the U.S. to work with different geographies. So the idea of working with a with someone from Pakistan or Ukraine, you know, to do your freelance work 20 years ago may have not sounded that that normal. Now it's pretty normal. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host from Currency Cloud, Chris D'Antuano. And today I'm happy to have Ian McNichol from Payoneer. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on. So for, I guess, to kick things off, if you could uh, give a brief background of yourself and your role at uh, Payoneer for our listeners. Yeah, sure, sure. So I have been in cross-border payments for the last 15 years now. Um, so I've been in a range of different different areas, with the, the largest stint being an American Express uh, in the FX team there. Um, and then in, two years ago, I joined Payoneer as the country manager and now become the regional head for the Americas, covering the SMB division. This means that we have teams that cover sales, marketing, partnership, covering North and South America. So there's a team in New York and a team in Argentina. And what, in what specific role do you focus on within Payoneer? Is there a certain vertical uh, that you're focusing on? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just give an outline of what Payoneer is in case people don't know. And Payoneer is a, is a business-to-business platform designed for sending and receiving cross-border payments. Quite a mission statement is we're trying to empower businesses to, to, of all sizes to, to grow all over the world. So we focus on a few main verticals, e-commerce, vacation rentals, travel vertical, and then a sort of a freelancer service provider vertical. And then we do that both from the enterprise side where we work with the large mass payments. And then on my side, it was more on the receiving end or on the smaller business side. So we'll, I can get into an example. Hypothetically, if you have a developer in the Ukraine, say you have a team of contractors out there. So you're a US, a US company and you need to get some dev work done. The dev team in the Ukraine will then will then bill with Payoneer. So you ask ask you to pay via Payoneer. You log into Payoneer. You can use a credit card or or an ACH payment, and that's paid into a local U.S. dollar account, right? So now the the Ukraine developer receives USD into their Payoneer account into an individualized account where there's no reconciliation concerns. It is just for that purpose. And then from there, they need to pay their contractors, right? So now they can turn around and send a mass payment or individually to their contractors, which are also have Payoneer accounts. Those contractors then have the ability to take the funds off using uh, withdrawal to their local currency or on a, on a, mass, on a debit card to use as, as you would a debit card. So that's kind of an example that shows the full sort of network effect that we have. Currently have, you know, 4 million users. We're in 21 offices. 1,400 employees, and we did about $30 billion last year. So not a small company, but I think you can see there's a lot of use cases that we have. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a nice company. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, you guys are obviously doing well and continuing to scale year after year. I've, uh, at least my background, I came from Skrill or Paysafe um, sure. three or four years back and it's always been you know side by side uh, with Painter and seeing you guys scale from there has been always good. Uh, good to see from 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 my perspective. Obviously, with you know the the scenario that you just mentioned, there's a lot of advantages to doing that comparable to you know banking providers or or direct bank relationships or other ways right. to receive. Can you talk a little bit about some of those advantages within that uh, specific example you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the the U.S. payer or the you know the person that contracted the Ukrainian company, they want to pay in U.S. dollars and they want to pay locally. 
they had to go and figure out how to send a wire to Ukraine to Ukraine. You know, the extra fees and, and potential lifting lifting fees in there and landing fees, all of which is avoided by by paying a domestic payment and then having sort of the the transfer happening within Payoneer and then a withdrawal to local currency. So I know Currency Cloud is a similar similar model where where having the the large banking network gives you uh, freedoms that might not necessarily be seen to the average SMB, but in the back end, it, it does give a lot of flexibility in, in the way you can pay and and the speed of payment and also just the satisfaction on the receiver end as well. And you mentioned, um, so you guys do work in different verticals. You touched on them a bit. Can we, mm. can we dive into a few of those from your side, You know, some of the advantages that you have uh, within the verticals that you're providing for both receiving and, and paying out? Sure, sure. So a large part of my team in the U.S. focuses on the e-commerce vertical. I'm working with you know Amazon sellers, Walmart sellers, sort of any online sellers. A, a sort of more useful example would be a U.K.-based Amazon seller. So if you're in the U.K., you need to source most likely from China. So there's a payment there, and then once you get your goods, they go they get sent to Amazon in the U.S. Now you've now you've made some sales on Amazon in the U.S. in U.S. dollars. You want to bring those currency that currency back. You have the option of being paid out in pounds, but you, you might lose quite a bit on the conversion rate. So what we, they do is they'll sign up with Payoneer, use that, use our a US dollar account that's, again, dedicated to them, load that into Amazon, allow Amazon to pay into US dollars. Now you have it in the Payoneer ecosystem. You can, you can just regularly convert it back to, uh, to pounds if you'd like, or you can use that now to, to transfer to pay for more, more supplies from China. You know, there's there's other options as well. You can turn around and now pay advertising to uh, back to Amazon, which is sort of built in. Um, there's some tax ob- tax obligations, which not so much on this model, but if you were selling into Europe, for example, there would be a, a VAT obligation that so we have that hardwired into the system. So we've really tried to build a platform that allows the an online seller to sort of have all the resources they need within a single ecosystem, and then also we have the partner network around it. So the, the logistics and the uh, and advertising and shipping that are also hardwired into Payoneer so that you can use your balance there to pay without, you know, hitting credit card fees or extra wire fees. So we really try and keep the seller in a single um, location so that they can then work from there. That's really interesting. I didn't know you guys did the, the partner integrations as well. So there's a lot of advantages to that so that the money doesn't have to leave the ecosystem. They already have that relationship within, I guess, that environment that you guys are creating. So it's not only a a storage or, or wallet fills facilitation receivable yeah. payout facilitation. Exactly, it's called Pay with Payoneer. We it works especially well with the dropshipping model because if you're familiar with the dropshipping model, it's usually a, they're posting ads on Facebook or Instagram, and then when a buyer buys something, they don't actually have any of the goods. They need to now purchase it from the the supplier, basically. And with that, they can they take the payment in on their end. They can use Pay with Payoneer to pay the fulfillment and instantly, and then the, the, there's no delay in delivery of goods. It's very interesting. Are you seeing specific, I guess, trends from your e-commerce sellers just in how, I guess, the more the more jurisdictions that you guys are bringing on for local collections or receivables, that side of it, do you see the money staying in the wallet a little bit longer or being uh, stickier at this point, given that you're having multiple options to utilize uh, those funds? I mean, you know, these guys do run pretty tight margins, so there's only so much they can keep it in USD. So a lot of them do need to pull it out just to you know pay for their own living expenses. But I mean, it, they do have the flexibility where avoiding a double conversion is key. So if you need to pay in U.S. dollars to a, to a supplier, you don't want to bring it back to pounds, then go back to USD because you'll get hit twice, as you well know. So we do see balances maintained, but it's 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 not they're not sitting on them for years, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
So what about some other verticals that you guys focus on? I know we did touch on the, the e-commerce space and the pain points there. Are there other specific verticals that you guys are helping solve some challenges for? Yeah. Well, I did just quickly mention that we do also now offer working capital, which I didn't mention before, which allows an online seller to now expand their business and potentially grow into new marketplaces as well as as new product lines. So that's sort of an, a value add that kind of clients look for from us and, and, and now it's being facilitated. Yeah, but as far as as far as other verticals, I mean, the freelancing vertical is a massive one for us and one that we're very pleased to be involved with because, I mean, given what's going on in the world, unfortunately, in these last few months, you know, we see the freelancing space growing. And, and just in general, it seems to be the young people in the world just want to have the freedom to be able to travel and to be able to, um, you know, to, to run their business as they see fit. And so have, being a freelancer and then having Payoneer involved gives you that luxury because now you can, again, use a U.S. dollar account to be paid. Say you're in, um, in Argentina, for example, and you're, and you're a graphic designer, you can supply a U.S. dollar to your, to your company in the U.S., get paid out, and then um, and, and, you know, use, your, use your debit card for regular expenses or, or to use an ATM to pull out a local currency. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting model, especially, I guess, the, the, the times we're in right now, they're seeing a lot yeah. more uh, work from home, a lot more opportunity for freelancers in that space. I would imagine it, it does help remove the complexity of, of for, uh, I guess, providing ways to receive money, which is usually the one of the biggest hurdles, I'd imagine, to establish a relationship with freelancers and in, in, in the businesses that they're serving. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's probably a lot of complexity there for... Oh, well, uh, yeah. So freelancers have a lot of advantages going for them recently. So the sort of rise of new technologies, which we're all discovering, you know, the, the, the power of Zoom and everything else as far as, you know, conferencing. Um, marketplaces like an Upwork or a Fiverr or their other social media uh, options. So they have access to these these SMBs in the US and in the UK and, and you know, more, more in the Western world. And then now there's more of an openness from the US to work with different geographies. So the idea of working with a with someone from Pakistan or Ukraine, before, you know, to do your freelance work twenty years ago may have not sounded that that normal. Now it's pretty normal, and we have teams that are in these in these locations on the ground with with the freelancers. So we there's sort of a, a trust aspect built up um, from that alone. And then again, the U.S. Provi- the U.S. Um, employer, I guess, wants to pay U.S. dollars. They don't. The, just in general, as you probably know, the, the U.S. clientele is not looking to work in too many currencies. Um, you know, I think I think if, if you grow up in other other countries, you're much more comfortable with currency with different currencies. But I think the U.S. audience just prefers to you just work in USD. So that's how they that's how they pay their freelancers. And so in order for these you know a, a Pakistani based uh, freelancer to compete, they need to have that that USD option uh, as a payout as a as a pay in method. So you know they get they get paid USD, and then of course they have the flexibility to do what they want on their end as far as pulling out the funds. That's a really good point. Uh, what you touched on, as far as the businesses here, typically aren't aware or really don't care, to be honest, yeah. of paying out uh, in other currencies, and they typically send out the USD. They really don't know how, what happens along the way with either the transparency of when it lands or the fees that are involved um, that are being deducted out in that sense of things. We've also seen some some horror stories, you know, sending out via via SWIFT, uh, obviously with the corresponding bank network. But they're not sending enough funds out when the funds land. And that's another issue that the freelancer or the beneficiary isn't receiving um, the amount that was owed to them. And so then, yeah, I mean, I've been in it for 15 plus years and I still don't know exactly where all the sort of the hands are taking funds out of a traditional wire. So it's nice that this is kind of a closed loop in a way where it's it's paid in in a a local currency and then it's received. And then sort of the 
the real transfer is happening from Payoneer to Payoneer in a way. And then, and then the local, uh, so the, the pull out of the network is, is happening in market. Yeah. And you did mention the, that you are, you have uh, feet on the ground, I guess, in specific locations. Well, you know what, I mean, I'm sure there's many advantages to, to doing that. Um, given your, your guys' network, but you know, can you go over some of the, I guess, advantages that that provides as well? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is actually one of our, our, our secret sauce, if you want to call it that. I mean, besides the, the banking infrastructure that's been built up, the fact that we have teams in market with the ability to host sort of forums where we have, you know, two, 3,000 freelancers show up to hear about how to use Payoneer. Um, it, it does give us that, I don't know if community feels the right word, but sort of, it, you know, the, the, there's just the understanding that they know that working with Payoneer, they're in my market, they speak my language, they are at my events, they care about my business. You know, we really try and show ourselves as a, as a growth partner. Um, you know, if necessary, we'll make introductions. It's, I think they think we're in it together, which is how we want to want to be viewed. Yeah, and and I think within within that when you when you speak their language and you see exactly you know their 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 day to day, you know they have that trust factor as well, like you mentioned, that gains that credibility that you guys are bringing them and bringing to the audience. I guess the, one of the pieces that you did, I guess, touch on the the, the credit facility, but I just think entering entering new markets uh, for you guys, obviously, you're seeing. Um, businesses that are are looking to do that and, and how you guys make it seamless for them. Can you talk a little bit about how more detail you're providing those types of services? Yeah, sure. So entering new markets is a you know a big thing for us just in general. So go back to the e-commerce seller example. If you're a US e-commerce seller, you're very likely selling only on Amazon.com or Walmart.com, which is fine. It's 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 safe. So we know it's the largest audiences. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to be there. But with that comes intense competition. Um, you're always fighting for the buy box, uh, you know, to be at the top of the rankings. So, so we often do suggest that either you diversify into other marketplaces or just geographically diversify. So going into Europe to sell your product, there's probably less competition there, depending on what you're selling, therefore giving you a better chance to be at the top of the, uh, of the ranks. Additionally, there's also things you have to think about though. There's logistic concerns, there's translations, right? So you need to be able to have your listings in the right language, have support in the right language. There's the currency aspect, which we help provide, we help facilitate that. And then there's also the tax obligation, which I briefly touched on before. I mean, dealing with your VAT in, in each different country in Europe can be a nightmare. So we, we have partners with, with external um, tax agencies, as well as we have the local tax authority hardwired into the system. So again, back to that double conversion um, model I gave before, if you're in the US selling in, in Europe, get paid in euros, Turn around and pay your 15, 20% back to the, to the German tax authority and not have to deal with a double conversion there. So there's a lot to think about going internationally, but the, cl- the clients that we talk to that actually do it successfully are, are quite pleased they did it. I mean, just purely from the diversification, right? If, you know, Amazon, you know, what's going on now, Amazon is sort of stop selling, uh, you know, it's only essential supplies are allowed on Amazon. So maybe Amazon Germany will allow, will allow you know, go back to the traditional model before the U.S., so therefore now you're you're diversified, giving you the flexibility and the and sort of the risk is is diversified as well. So I, I think the the largest and more successful sellers are the ones that do end up heading into new markets. And again, we have these uh, ability to to move you into these markets quickly. We have a program called uh, our Green Channel program, which allows you to sort of fast track into into new marketplaces. And the beauty of our model is, you know, my again, I'm on the SMB side. But we also have a full enterprise team, which goes out and makes these relationships with these marketplaces. So 
uh, almost all the marketplaces have some relationship with us, um, which allows us to sort of, uh, if not fast track them, at least, you know, give them a point of contact and, and make them feel comfortable going into these new places. Yeah, I mean, that's really good point to touch on. And I think just within the industry itself, from my perspective, being being in the industry for a few years now, is that you sure. guys are obviously focusing on uh, one side of it that a lot of other companies don't, which is that receivable side. And you see the the competition is pretty much endless with international payments. But when it comes to the receivables, and you guys are really you know hit 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 the um, the pain points there and really bringing value to the market uh, for those SMEs and and, and e commerce sellers. So um, you know, ch- cheers to that. To be honest, because um, there's a lot of companies that that need that that those types of services for sure, or just aren't getting them uh, from their typical banking providers or other. Uh, yeah, and it's a tough model to replicate at this stage, right? So it, it, I mean, I've again, I've come from the more traditional bank wire model where it was you know one side of the of the transaction to build up the the network that we have at this point is is quite difficult so um i think we have a bit of a competitive advantage there that it's hard for you know to, first of all again having a local presence in each of these markets but also just to have the sort of the groundswell and the and the network effect that comes from one person coming on then telling five other people and and just that that flow i think it's a uh, very difficult to replicate yeah, I, I think so too. Especially the different geographies and, and different uh, jurisdictions that uh, are needed uh, in that, uh, that that type of model. Well, Ian, it was a pleasure to have you on. Um, for our listeners that are looking to to partner up or get access to you guys, should they just get to uh, Pioneer dot com and reach out? Yeah, Pioneer dot com. There's uh, chat options. There's contact us options. There's you can just apply on your own. Um, it's 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 quite a lot lot there to, to get through, but um, it's all on in one place. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll also share it uh, in the blog as well to make it easy for our listeners as well. So I'm sure you'll have some partner opportunities coming in as well. And like I said, pleasure to have you on. Really good information for our listeners today. And uh, you know, stay safe out there. Great. Uh, thanks so much, Chris. Take care. You as well. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.